So biggest takeaway is network, network, network. Meet as many people as you can, thank them endlessly for their time and continue to nourish those relationships. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Accelerator Podcast. Or if it's your first time listening, welcome. We are your hosts. I'm Stephen Mather. And I'm Sophie Hosbein. This summer, we'll be following the journey of eight student startups as they walk towards launching the companies in this year's CIE Summer Accelerator. But with Demo Day on the horizon, we'll leave our rising founders to walk on their companies while we share key insights and advice from incredible mentors and experts on what it takes to build a startup. And in this episode, we've got some incredible insights for you from Student Innovation Programs Coordinator, Sierra Scolaro. Hi, Sierra. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Um, so you've basically gone through every entrepreneurship program um, that Cal Poly has and kind of seen it from the inside out. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know you that well, can you kind of give us a brief run through of your time at Cal Poly and now your role at the CIE? Yeah. So as a high schooler trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college, Cal Poly really drew my attention specifically for its entrepreneurship programs. It was really unique. I had never seen it at any other college I toured. And I thought, wow, this is pretty interesting. You can basically major in entrepreneurship and they'll, they'll teach you how to take an idea and turn it into a business. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. I think I might, I think I might go to this college. <laughs> and so thus began my journey at Cal Poly. Uh, when I first got there, I joined the Cal Poly Entrepreneurs Student Run Club, where I found basically my, my home away from home, my second family, uh, a big group of friends who were all passionate about the same things I was, you know, building something from the ground up, making a difference in the world. And so I was a member of that club for all four years. I was president my senior year. And throughout the entire four years at Cal Poly, I had engaged in tons of programs and competitions that the CIE or Center of Innovation and Entrepreneurship had to offer from the elevator pitch competition to Innovation Quest to their on-campus hatchery incubator. Uh, so so you're right, I, I did it all. <laughs> I did all the programs. And, um, and when I was a, a senior, I was in an entrepreneurship senior project. And my group and I actually took our, our senior project and applied to the Summer Accelerator program in the downtown CIE Hothouse Incubator. And we got in. And uh, that started my first official startup. Uh, and so uh, that was about a year ago. Since then, unfortunately, the startup's no longer up and running. Uh, it turns out hardware is a lot more difficult than people say it is. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm now fortunate enough to be on the other side of things rather than being the student in all of the CIE programs. I'm now leading and mentoring the students who are in shoes I was once in not too long ago. That's super cool. Now that you're on the other side of things, how has your perspective changed? Anything feel different? It, a little bit. You know, I, I, I only was in you know their position a year ago, so I still sometimes feel like a student. I, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you're, you're always a student. You're always learning from past experiences. 
you're always seeking out new mentors. But uh, I think the biggest thing that has changed is when I was in the programs, you know how your mentors and teachers are telling you, you know, do customer development. You better do your interviews before you start building a product or launching your website. You better make sure you're solving a problem people want. You know, get get proof of traction. All the things that I thought, okay, all right, sure, that's important. But how important can it really be? Now I'm on the other side. I realize how important those things are, and I'm drilling that into the heads of the current student entrepreneurs. So. <laughs> and going off of that, I remember you mentioned that you went through the summer accelerator last year. So what was your biggest takeaway from last year's summer accelerator? Oh, gosh, so many takeaways. <laughs> the, uh, the biggest one, I think, was. So, you know how people always say it's not what you know, it's who you know. That is probably the truest statement I have I have ever heard. Uh, through the accelerator, I was able to meet so, so many amazing, helpful, intelligent, experienced mentors, startup founders, just people who I could look up to for inspiration and who were willing to just give me the time of day, give me hours of their time to, to mentor me and to give me advice. And I took the uh, I, I took the mindset of you know I gotta I gotta connect with everyone I can I gotta document the conversations I have with them follow up continue to build those relationships and I still talk to many of them today uh, even though I'm no longer continuing my my former startup I still keep in touch with them and we still have conversations about the entrepreneurial world and. They're still very willing to mentor me as an entrepreneur, even though I'm not working on the same project. So biggest takeaway is network, network, network. Meet as many people as you can. Thank them endlessly for their time and continue to nourish those relationships. Indeed, yes. You, um, I don't think I'm the first person on, on this show to kind of emphasize the power of networking. Um, but now as you are a mentor yourself um, to these new teams, how do you um, kind of go about impressing that on them and, and, and kind of shaping them towards that, that goal? So I like to, to remind them that I was in their shoes a year ago. I went through all of the programs and now I'm on the other side telling them, look, these are these are the big takeaways. These are the things that I wish I had done that I didn't. Uh, this is the stuff you should focus on versus these are the things that you can, you can do later. So I think having gone through it myself very recently, I'm able to provide not only that, that mentor type uh, relationship with them, but to also provide my perspective from from almost their shoes, right? I, I was them not 12 months ago, and now I'm, I'm able to relate to them, I, I think, and and kind of touch on the things from, from their perspective. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully my advice doesn't go in one, at, one ear out the other. Um, but I think a lot of the teams are, are really receptive to that, and they understand uh, that not only I, but any, any other mentor that they talk to has been in their situation before so that's an interesting perspective and having done leadership conferences and led student groups i know that relatability 
plays a huge role. Mm -hmm. But out of curiosity, do you think that as far as relating someone, it's more effective to do so when you're only a couple, one or two years away from them? Or do you think it's still possible when you have a broader age gap? I think so. I think the the struggle is, you know, since I am only a year older than them, uh, some of them I'm, I'm the same age as, uh, I initially worried, you know, do I command enough authority and respect? Do they, uh, <laughs> do they look up to me as a mentor mm -hmm. or is it more so, um, you know, a peer-to-peer -peer conversation? Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, yes, it is easier to, to relate to them. Uh, since I am closer in age and I, and I did the programs very recently, but I haven't found an issue with, you know, them uh, looking up to me as a mentor or authoritative figure either. Uh, I think that they recognize, yeah, even though we're the same age, she's kind of fresh out of this experience. So she remembers a lot of it. Um, she can help provide insight because she was where I am now, not that long ago. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, you're right. Being able to relate to their situation is is huge if you feel like the person you're talking to understands what you're going through uh, it's easier to open up and i think any advice is a little bit more well received it's really good to hear and now that we're at the halfway point more or less in the accelerator and each team is in their own unique spot do you think you might be able to give us a little bit of a rundown on what progress has been looking like and also where the focus is going to be for the remainder of the program. Yeah. Let me just start by saying I am so, so impressed by how much these teams have accomplished in six weeks. I mean, of course, they were all impressive when they applied to the accelerator, but they've made so much progress and so many improvements in just a matter of you know a month and a half. Uh, we have a very technical group this year, so a lot of engineers, um, not very many people who understand, you know, how to build a pitch deck or understand what it's like to, to run a startup. You know, they know how to build the product or the software, um, but developing a pitch deck is is brand new to them. So that's what we've been focusing on the last six weeks is talking to customers. You know, we know we can build the solution, but is it the right solution? are we solving a problem or a pain point that people currently have? Because there's no point in building a solution unless people are going to buy it uh, if they actually have the problem. So we've been focusing a lot on you know, building customer relationships, networking with all of the mentors and guest speakers that come in, understanding the startup landscape. Um, not only can you build your product, but how are you going to market it? How are you going to make money? How do you manage your customers and your teams uh, and any other partnerships you make with other organizations? So a lot of the business side, uh, definitely. Uh, and, and something else we've been working on the last six uh, weeks have been our pitch decks. On September 11th, all eight teams are going to be pitching their companies uh, at demo day. So we've been focusing on how to tell that story and how to convey that their innovations can also be you know, real life businesses. Indeed, yeah, yeah. This, that combination of kind of technical and business knowledge seems to be 
um, really kind of at the heart of, of what a lot of these companies are kind of walking through. Um, but can you give us a little idea of kind of like the pathway from here to demo day and what what they really kind of got to like focus on and, and hammer out before September 11th comes around? Yeah. So, uh, so we've gone over, you know, customer interviews. They really understand their, their target market by this point. Uh, we've started to dive into how are you going to tell the story? You don't start off a pitch by saying, hi, uh, you know, this is what we're building and this is where we're going to sell it. You have to intro with the problem that exists in the world. You know, how big is the problem? Who are you solving uh, this problem for? Who's your customer? So really starting that pitch with a story. Uh, having a compelling story to back up, you know, all the reasons why you're even building this business in the first place. So that's what they've been working on up until now. Uh, from here on to demo day, there's a couple different topics that we have yet to cover that are a little bit more complicated, like uh, how to raise money. <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, you know, after demo day, some of the team will be reaching out to investors. Uh, to get, you know, to fundraise, get some investment money in the bank. Uh, we needed to cover, you know, legal entities. So right now they're validating whether or not their business, you know, should exist and needs to exist. And once that's done, once we've reached demo day, um, you know, if it's a viable business, now we need to start talking about incorporating and, uh, you know, d dividing equity and technical or more uh, logistic things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the legal landscape, the fundraising landscape, financial models, you know, building out a, a five-year profit and loss statement. So a lot of the uh, technical nitty-gritty side that goes into starting a business that not many people think about uh, up front. Mm-hmm. Um, back to kind of your, your experience, um, with your company in the accelerator, how do you, how did you kind of allocate your time between prototyping and building your product and getting your pitch kind of honed and then worrying about the legal and kind of, how do you kind of divide and conquer on all of those different things? A good team and lots and lots of coffee. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, you know, one of the most important things in, in starting a business is having a good team, a, a diverse team, a group of people you can work with, uh, team members that you can trust, that share the same vision as you, that are equally as motivated and inspired to solve whatever problem your company is solving. So I tend to have more of a skill set in, uh, you know, pitching and networking and business administration because that's what I studied. On my team in the Accelerator last year, uh, one of my teammates was a really good designer. And so he built out our website, did all of our marketing materials. And the other team member was a very talented engineer. So the two of them were, were kind of prototyping uh, while I was building connections on LinkedIn, interviewing customers, building out the pitch deck and financial model. So the trick is to realize you know, what you're good at and where your skills lie and 
build a diverse team so that, you know, for the things that I wasn't good at, I knew I wasn't good at engineering or prototyping or, or, or building anything like that. Um, but my teammates were, and we worked really well together and we were good at different things. So they took authority of the things that they had skills in and, and I did so on my end. And because we were a cohesive communicative team, uh, we ended up getting the things done that we needed to get done. I definitely understand that. And in my experience, the, the team is so, so important. So is there any advice that you could offer for teams to on how to avoid clashing over things like power division or responsibility or difference in vision? Do you, do you have any advice to kind of help keep the team on track towards the same shared vision? <laughs> yeah. So the first thing you said rings true. Team is one of the most, if not the most important aspect that you should focus on when, when you're building up your business. Um, I see a lot of people who, you know, have a business idea and, you know, they have a background in you know marketing and they just need to find someone to code their website. And so they look for someone who has coding skills and you shouldn't look for team members based on just their skill set. Even though that is important, you should look for someone who perhaps you have a work history with, or you've been, you know, you've worked really well on a team project together. Uh, you're you are basically entering into a marriage with whoever your co-founders are. I mean, if you want businesses take a long time to build, and if you want your business to succeed, you gotta be able to work well with this person. Um, but I, I think that all boils down to respect and communication. And like you said, Stephen, an aligned vision, you know, figure out what, why do you want to build the solution you're building? Why, or why do you care about solving that problem? Do you communicate with each other? Do you talk about conflicts before you let them, you know, bottle up and explode? Uh, and do you respect each other? When you might be facing a conflict, do you do you talk about it or do you talk about each other's back? So communication, respect. I mean, I I always give the analogy of uh, you wouldn't just jump into a relationship with someone you just met. You wouldn't treat your significant other, you know, terribly or or you know, slew uh, insults at them when they mess something up. So you shouldn't treat your your co-founders like that either. Um, respect and, and communication and aligned vision. Top three things. Um, yeah, that's that's certainly interesting because I don't know when you, especially with this year's teams, you you think so much about the the business model and the prototype and the kind of how is it going to walk and how are we going to make money on it and and less on the people side. Um, but there's kind of really a a divide there. Can you give us some examples of like really good teams you've seen work well and some also kind of like very fragmented or, or, or teams that have had, had trouble being co a cohesive unit? Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll start with the things to avoid. Uh, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen uh, a number of, of teams just throughout you know, college and throughout you know, being part of the entrepreneur club where they uh, they have similar skill sets, and so they want to be co-CEOs. 
They want to they wanna do everything together. And when that happens, when you have two people in charge of all of the same things, there's no, no one with that, their own domain, no one to kind of make the authoritative decision. You're working on everything together and your opinions are going to differ. Things are going to fall through the cracks. So when you both try to do all of the same things together, that's when conflicts start to arise, when responsibilities fall through the cracks. Uh, Rather, a good team is comprised of people who work well together, but have different areas uh, that they are in charge of. So, you know, person A is in charge of all things business development. Person B is in charge of all things design and marketing. Person C is in charge of all things product. Uh, Even if you have similar skill sets in certain areas, it's important to be upfront about who is the leader and what, who is in charge of what roles and responsibilities. Um, And then along the way, just communicate with each other before you make a big decision double check with the rest of your team, communicate, uh, solicit feedback and ideas, find innovation in, in, you know, every department in every pocket. Um, and you know, don't try to do everything yourself either. It's okay to ask for help. I see that too sometimes where, uh, where the leader of the team will try to micromanage and do everything. And then, and that brings it back to trust. Right, you got to trust that your team is going to get their stuff done, and you have to trust that you know you're not the only one with innovative ideas. They could have a, a lot to bring to the table as well. Certainly, um, certainly good advice. Yes, you got to kind of just be be in a marriage with those people, as you said. Now, the accelerator gives you like great resources to kind of capitalize on all of those things. Um, but for any listeners who are starting something outside of the accelerator or in the hatchery, um, what tips for networking um, or maybe books or podcasts or resources do you recommend for them to kind of get off the ground? <laughs> so if you don't have a LinkedIn account, make one now. <laughs> um, that is a great networking tool, a great place to build relationships. Uh, I mean, it's like yeah, it's like a Facebook, but for you know business professionals for connecting with people in you know industries uh, that are related to the business you're starting. Um, in terms of content, oh my gosh, there's so much out there. Uh, just a, a quick Google search, startup resources will spit out links to you know TechCrunch, uh, Y Combinator. Uh, Y Combinator has a lot of really helpful resources in their startup toolkit. If you just go to ycombinator.com slash resources, you can find pretty much everything there from, you know, NDA templates to co-founder agreements to blog posts on how to understand search engine optimization. (laughs) So it's a very wide array of resources there. Um, I really like the podcast by Guy Raz, How I Built This. Uh, it's a startup podcast where he interviews innovators and entrepreneurs, the founders of huge companies that you know used to be small startups, uh, Dell Computers, Starbucks, uh, Instagram, Kickstarter, Cliff Bar. So it's a really great place to get kind of inspiration. 
you get to hear, uh, you know, Howard Schultz talk about how he started startups uh, from the ground up. Um, and, it, and it makes it, it gives you a little something to look forward to, definitely. But they also tell the stories of how crazy it was when they were first starting their business and the unconventional tactics they used to get their first customers uh, and different strategies and, and areas where they found their inspiration and people they looked to for for support. So definitely a fun a fun thing to listen to. Uh, it's on Spotify. But um, yeah, a lot of resources online. And if you don't know where to start, you can always talk to me. I am the student program innovations coordinator um, for the CIE. So I love talking about this stuff. It's my job to help onboard students who are interested in entrepreneurship. Um, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's where they can reach out to if they want to learn a little bit more. Perfect. And as we're just wrapping out here, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to yourself four years ago, what would it be? <laughs> hmm. I would say, don't take yourself too seriously. I think, uh, I think, I think we can all learn from just putting ourselves out there and, and, you know, not being afraid of what people think. Uh, I think I took myself way too seriously when I was a freshman. I thought, man, okay, before college, before I graduate, I need to network with this many people and I need to have all of this on my resume and I need to do this and that. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's a fun journey. You know, definitely absorb the lessons that you learn along the way. Don't be afraid to reach out and meet new people. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone you meet is a person with their own journey. So don't be afraid to open up, uh, embarrass yourself, speak out, talk about the things you love, and uh, just be yourself. 